Welcome back to another edition of the Educational AD Podcast. We couldn't do these without the incredible support of our sponsors. And we want to start by saying thank you to all of them. First, thanks to our diamond sponsor, Varsity Brands, including BSN, Varsity Spirit, and Herf Jones. Varsity Brands, elevating student experiences in sport, spirit, and achievement. We also want to say thank you to our platinum sponsors, including Vital Signs, Bring Student Achievements to Life, Gipper, Sports Graphics Made Incredibly Simple, Ephesus Lighting, Innovating a Brighter Future at Every Level, Gilman Gear, Always a Step Ahead, Camp Mobile, Where Leaders Communicate Better and hometown ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. Thanks to all of our great sponsors. Welcome back everyone to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. Our guest today is Shay Steele. Shay is a student at the University of Cincinnati and she is uh, in the Athletic Administrators Program. So. You know, she'll be starting out on her career as an athletic administrator. Shay, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Oh, well, we're very excited. Uh, you come very highly recommended by Dr. Kelly. So no, uh, no pressure at all. Okay? None at all. <laughs> well, um, uh, as you may know, the life of an athletic administrator is uh, very busy these days. So we're going to jump right into it. Uh, we always like to let our listeners have a chance to get to know our guests. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, where did you grow up? You know, where'd you go to high school? Uh, and, you know, what led you into, uh, you know, the program that you're currently enrolled in? Okay. Um, I grew up here in Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, I've always kind of been into sports, played soccer, volleyball, ran track, um, that was really it. I tried basketball, hated it. Tried t-ball, hated it. Um, <laughs> track ended up being what I really was passionate about. Um, so when I was at Walnut Hills, which is where I attended high school, um, I was on the track team and I played volleyball. Um, and like, that's just kind of where I developed the love for athletics. Um, I always felt like athletics was an outlet, but I also learned a lot about myself and a like just lifelong lessons through athletics. Um, Walnut Hills is obviously a great school. It's always like top 100 in academic ratings. So I never, I don't, this, this is probably about to sound weird, but like when we were in school, we never thought of ourselves as nerds. Um, it was just kind of a normal thing to do well in school. So like when I was in school, I never worried about school. We were those weird kids who we used to challenge each other to do better on tests. Like, oh, I bet I can get a better score. Super weird, I know. Um, but like, that was just the, the mentality toward that academics. So while it was challenging, we just knew that we would be academically successful. So a lot of the focus was on attempting to be athletically successful as well. Um, and just through that competition, I just made great friends and great memories and learned a lot of life lessons. 
um, which ultimately paid off when I graduated from Walnut and was able to accept a full scholarship to the University of Akron for track and field. Um, so once I got to Akron, I um, attended classes and ran track. Um, I never really knew what I wanted to do in college. Um, I mean, I don't know any 18, 19 year old who really knows, who actually knows anything. I know we think we know everything, but um, I don't know any who just know right out, like this is exactly what I wanna do and it's never gonna change. So um, my major did change a couple of times. They were all athletically related, um, but nothing concrete, nothing that I was super passionate about. Just, I just, I, I guess I just kind of thought like, well, I, I'm pretty good at athletics. I'm passionate about athletics. I'll end up in a role in athletics and I'll be fine with whatever it is. Um, so about halfway through being at Akron, I just got to a point where I felt like I was tired of just going through the motions of going to practice, running in meets and going to class. Um, and as busy as that is as a college student, I just was, I don't know, I felt like I wasn't being fully challenged and I felt like I needed more. Um, one of the things that I, even to this day, still brag about Walnut is that there's so many opportunities, so many clubs, so many different organizations where you could be a part of them and not be overwhelmed because it's so much, but, you know, dibble and dabble in different arenas and, you know, learn different things from different groups of people. And that was one of the biggest things that I didn't feel like I was getting as just a student athlete because all I was around was student athletes from the moment I woke up to the morning, moment I went to sleep. So we were all doing the same exact things. Um, so like you can still learn from other people, but it isn't the same as experiencing those different types of outlets and experiences. Um, so that led me to joining my sorority, um, Zeta Phi Beta Sorority Incorporated, the Upsilon Epsilon chapter at University of Akron. Um, and once I joined that, I became heavily involved in our chapter and holding leadership positions within our chapter and then holding leadership positions within the NPHC overall. Um, so things like learning how to run meetings, learning how to send out and develop agendas, learning the proper way to communicate business ways or the proper businessy ways to communicate with other people. Um, we're just like things that now I'm, I'm experiencing this, I can just add it to my tool belt and whatever I end up just deciding to do when I graduate, I'm, I'm learning them. And these are things that I wasn't necessarily learning through track. Um, so fast forward to finally graduating after five years, um, I still didn't know what I wanted to do. I had all of these tools that I had gotten from being in my sorority and doing service events and running track and going through five years of coursework. Um, and I was still a little bit lost. Um, I still knew that I had a passion for athletics, but at the time I also was developing a passion for wanting to show students, particularly student athletes, that there is more to a college experience than just going to class and going to practice. Um, I think that as a student athlete on every level, it just gets so drilled into you that you have to do good in school. 
you have to do your best to be a good athlete. But a lot of the, and you do learn life skills, like you learn time management, but a lot of the time you become so focused on books, 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 and practice, 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 that you don't really realize all of the other skills. And those are things that I wasn't really able to realize until I joined other organizations. Um, so after graduation, I had my mind set up that I actually was going to go back to school and get my master's in higher education. And I was like, I'll figure out something where I can work in like student events or something to, you know, show kids that there's more than just school and sports. Like you can get involved in anything. Um, so I moved home, got ready to start this master's program and somehow got roped into coaching volleyball at my rival high school <laughs> um, because my one of my best friends from college, he was the AD at the time there. Um, so I started that and I just realized that my passion for sports was a little bit more than the college aspect of things. Um, and, and this is not to throw shade at the other school, but they aren't as academically rigorous as Walnut Hills was. So I experienced a lot of culture shock when I got there. Um, like I said, when I was in school, we challenged each other to get better, to do better on tests than the next person. At the school that I was at, I mean, I had never heard of kids who weren't academically ineligible. It was such a foreign concept to me, but it was reality there. And it was dealing with the fact that kids were academically ineligible um, going to games and realizing that there isn't a lot of familiar support or like their friends don't come out and support them at games. I remember being in high school and our friends would paint up their bodies for volleyball games. Like who does that? But like, that's just what we did. That was the culture of our school. That was just the connectedness of our class. And that was something that wasn't happening at this high school that I was at. So for like the first month or two, like I just was completely out of sorts. I didn't understand like, how this was a thing, how there was no true culture in the athletic department, how kids didn't see the importance of their education, how a lot of them didn't even see how their talent or their passion for sports could be their means to get out of their current situation. Um, so I just started interning with him in the athletic department, helping with games and learning the behind the scene things. And um, I think that by, probably like basketball season. So just a couple months in, like I made up my mind, like this is where I need to be. I don't need to wait until kids get to college to help them realize that there's more than just playing sports or going to school or that that's all it has to be. Like I need to be in the high school setting, sharing my experiences, being able to provide a resource to these kids to help them realize that there is more to school there are is more to sports but we still have to make sure that we're excelling in those areas um and then i mean that's kind of just how i got stuck in the high school field um so that following school year a position opened up at walnut and everything just timed out perfectly and i've been here ever since at walnut you know, I just think that's so cool that you can, uh, you know, go through those various steps in your own career, you know, have a direction, know where you want to go, and then at the same time, be able to uh, adjust on the fly. 
as situations uh, present themselves. And uh, uh, just so you know, uh, you know, being a good athlete and a good student, you're not a nerd. Uh, otherwise, I'm at an entire school of nerds. You know, we're at a college prep school here where I'm at, and you know, yeah, that's, that's the culture. So, uh, you know, good for you. That's exactly what Walnut Hills is, and it's kind of nerdy. I'm not afraid to admit it. Um, it helped me get good grades in high school for sure because we were challenging each other. But I mean, even the culture of that then is completely different from now. And looking back, I'm like, God, we were such nerds. We would literally sit in class like, I bet I get a higher A on this test than you. Like, who does that? <laughs> oh, that's uh, that, that's good stuff. Um, you you talked a little bit about it, but I want you to elaborate. Um, in our profession, you know, you're just starting out. I've been in it for a long time. Um, but we talk about the importance of uh, mentorship and leadership, mentoring that next generation. Uh, who were one or two of your mentors up to this point um, that uh, have got you going uh, on the your career? Um, so I'm like kind of new. I've been at Walnut now for what, five years? I think this is, this is either my fifth or sixth year. So like, I'm still fresh, but like not, not super, super fresh. Um, but I would say that my biggest mentors or my like biggest sounding boards or go-to people um, would be uh, uh, Rayshawn Walton, who used to be the AD over at uh, Withrow High School when I first moved back home and got into things. He was kind of the one who like, before I knew that I could be good at doing this, he was the one that was like, no, I think this could be for you. I think this is somewhere where you can excel. Um, that's probably why he convinced me to coach volleyball. Like I was never great at volleyball. I enjoyed doing it, but <laughs> he was just like, no, come on in. Let's, let's see how you can help here. And then he just eventually wrote me into it. So I would say him for sure. Even to this day, I'm still able to call him and get advice or just use him as a sounding board. Um, the second biggest person I would have to say is Josh Harden. He's the Cincinnati Public Schools um, District Athletic Director um, who had the position that I have now at Walnut before I got to Walnut. So I kicked him out so he could go to the board um, and took his job. Um, but he's definitely been a, a great resource and he's somebody that I can call. Um, and not even just about work, but um, like when I found out I was pregnant, I was able to talk things through with him just from uh, how to handle that and continue to be 100% at my job. So I would say those two for sure are just people that I could always go to if I have a question or need advice and it doesn't have to be specifically athletic related and they will give me 100% amazing advice or truthful advice um, every single time. Mm -hmm. No, I think it's important to acknowledge those people that have, you know, impacted our lives and, and helped us get where we are. Um, you know, ne next question, you've got a unique uh, perspective of having, you know, attended your high school, uh, coached at your rival high school, and now you're back, you know, working uh, at your alma mater. Um, in that perspective, um, what are some things that you think uh your student athletes or your coaches do particularly well, you know, maybe even better than uh, anybody else, uh, or maybe what's a program that you've helped initiate uh, that you're particularly proud of? Um, one thing that I think that 
our it's not even just our coaches or our program it's the school itself here there's such a great culture of pride and excellence specifically here at walnut um that's i mean rise to the highest is our school motto um, one of the slogans that we say with everything is just the home of excellence always basically just always excelling um, and I think that that motto, that mentality is so embranded in our students and our student athletes that um, that's always what they strive for. Like, obviously we do have kids who might be ac academically ineligible or unable to be the best at their sport, but just that culture and that desire to be the best that they can be is something that I think is very, very unique here. And um I'd like to say that I have a, a pretty significant role in helping to continue that culture over the past couple of years um, with like things like um, our student section, like being an intricate role in that and um, being like a, a sounding board for our parents and kind of that go-to person when they have a complaint where I can bring it back to our department and we can discuss things and figure out how to make things better. Um, so I would say just the overall culture of our school and that desire to be the home of excellence in everything that we do academically, athletically, uh, in the community, just in general is, is super, super big. And that's not to say that other schools don't have that same drive or that push, but I, Walnut is a, it's a different monster. It's very unique. Um, I mean, I don't, and I, I'm 100% I'm biased, um, but I don't think there's another school in Cincinnati or in Ohio that is anything like Walnut. And that's not to say that they aren't as good as, I'm sure there's schools that might be better than us in a lot of things, but it's, it's such a unique place. Um, and that culture is just super, super engraved in everything that we do. And again, that's so important to, you know, take pride in your culture and, and many schools would, uh, you know, love to have that type of pride and that type of success. And it's not, you know, we're better than you. It's just, hey, we do a good job at this. So appreciate yeah. you sharing that. Um, Shay, I've been asking our athletic directors uh, this particular question since we started this back in June. Um you know, your, your episode is actually number 95. So we've done quite a few of these, uh, but I'm, I'm curious to hear your uh, answer. Um, and it's under the heading of, uh, you know, social issues or, or even social justice, if you will. Uh, when we first started doing these back in June, you know, the events uh, of Minneapolis uh, and Atlanta, you know, were still quite fresh, uh, you know, even, uh, you know, a, a few weeks, several weeks ago in Wisconsin. Um, so my question is this, what are some things that we can do as athletic directors? Um, what are some things that we can do better uh, with our kids, with our coaches, with our, our culture, if you will, um, in this area of, you know, social awareness and, and social issues? Um, I think that's a really good question. Um, our conference actually is, is in that process of, um, we just recently release like a, a, a formal stance on where we stand on social justice. And we've created a committee um, of students and athletic directors to kind of start these conversations. And I think that especially in today's times is that a lot of change can be made as we as athletic directors 
just listen to what our kids have to say. Um, I think that especially like our graduation this past year was like super, super close to the whole George Floyd situation. Um, and like we had a big protest that turned into a riot maybe five minutes from the school. So our graduation ended up having to be postponed just for safety issues. You know, if there's a riot going on, you want this, the police to be able to be there and address that, not necessarily guarding a graduation. And obviously we had a lot of people who were up in arms about having to move graduation. It was just one more thing that these kids had gotten taken away from them. Um, and the one thing that really stood out to me was that our kids themselves were speaking up and saying, you know, yes, it sucks that our graduation got postponed, but if you were basically, if you're teaching us to be functioning adults in the reality of the world, which is this situation that's going on five minutes from us, we'd rather put our time and efforts into standing up for a cause than having a graduation. So in like our local papers, we had some of our students, specifically student athletes, leading peaceful protests or marching in peaceful protests. And they were speaking up about it. Um, and they were, you know, saying how they felt about it. And I'm sorry, like this makes me emotional a little bit just because okay. um, <laughs> we had a Facebook group where our parents just could not understand it. And our kids were literally trying to get them to understand that this is where we want to be. We want to make a difference. And I don't know, it's just like, if we listen to what our kids are saying, they're obviously not gonna get it right. But that's one thing about like this, I'm not that much older than these kids. Um, they like to tell me that I'm super old compared to them. But it's one thing about this generation that's different from my generation. Um, that's even different from generations before us is that they're very vocal and they're very action oriented. And if they see the need for change, they're gonna hop into action no matter what. Um, so I just think if we as administrators are willing to listen to what they actually have to say and be supportive of, supportive of what it is they want to do or want to, get, <clears throat> want to get across and just provide the proper guidance, I think that goes a long way. I really appreciate you sharing that. Obviously it's uh, uh, something that's very close to your heart. So thanks so much. You know, you know no we need to hear that. Um, let's go ahead and uh, lighten things up just a little bit. Uh, I also ask all of our ADs, um, you know, what's your favorite part of the job? And of course, they will say it's the kids and, and it should be. But uh, in addition to uh, being with the kids, what are some of the things that get you excited about coming to work each day? It is not the kids. <laughs> the kids, I, and it might just be my relationship with the kids, but like when you become good good people with the kids they start to think that they're your own kids and then you have three thousand kids and that's a lot of kids um but i would say that my favorite um my favorite aspect of the job and the one thing that keeps me coming back every day is the ability to be able to connect with the kids um in ways that we are both passionate so if that like i enjoy being able to execute a basketball game where I know that I enjoy watching basketball. This kid enjoys playing basketball and I'm able to provide that opportunity. 
um, for me, it's all about being able to provide the means and the outlets and the opportunities for our kids, because without us, they wouldn't have those opportunities. No, that's, that's so true. Uh, there's so much that goes into uh, organizing a successful event that people don't yeah. understand. And, you know, when we can sit back and everything is, is running smoothly, you know, we can take great pride in that. Thanks uh, for sharing that. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you're good. I was just going to say, if any of my kids are listening, I do still love you very much, but you're not my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. You have 3,000 favorites. That's right. Uh, well, Shay, uh, this has been really refreshing to get to hear uh, some perspectives from someone that's uh, you know, got their whole career in front of them. Uh, but we're not done yet. Uh, we always like to wrap up with what we call the new athletic director's toolbox. Now, you've been doing this for a while, so you're not a rookie. Uh, but I'm challenging you right now uh, to send out a brand new athletic director on their very first job. But I'm only going to let you put three things in their toolbox. What three items are going to go in Shea Steele's athletic director toolbox? Oh, this is a good one. Um, I would say a planner because there's a lot of meetings. There's a lot of important times that you need to meet. There's a lot of deadlines. There's a lot of scheduling. So that's one thing that you need a tool, a planner with you. Um, and make sure you have the plan and planner and pen go hand in hand. So that's two things, but it's going to be one. Um, the second thing is going to be a solid list of resources, um, whether that's a former AD and, you know, just a couple of people that you've met throughout the process. So a former professor, things like that. I would say that solid list is going to help you through everything, because if you don't know the answer, you can call them and always find an answer. Um, so just having that solid list of resources. Um, and then the third thing that I would say, um, and it's not necessarily a tool, but I would say going in with an open mind, um, just because you can learn a thousand things in a college program. You can learn all this stuff in the books and still have things that will come up that you will never find in a textbook. Um, but the ability to have an open mind and to be able to think on your feet and formulate a course of action that may be something that you never would have thought of in a million years um, can get you a long way. So those are my three things, a planner and pen a list of great resources and an open mind. No, great, great <laughs> advice. Okay. Well, Shay, thanks again for being on continued success uh, with Walnut and uh, your career and uh, looking forward to reading about you uh, in the coming years. Thank you. Thanks for having me. To our listeners. Thanks as always for tuning in. Come back again next time for another episode of the educational AD. Thanks again for listening. Remember, this Zoom conference will also be available on our YouTube channel. That's Educational Athletic Director, FIAAA on YouTube. Have a great day.